0: Hello and welcome. Thank you for joining in. My name is Cecily King and you're listening to That's Questionable podcast. This episode is really fun for me because I got to talk to my friend Justice who we went to school together for high school and then we departed ways when it came to college. So you'll be listening into all the things that happened to us while we were in school dealing with being black at a publicly white institution. So listen, share your thoughts after and thank you. (laughs) hello and thank you for listening to best questionable with your host cecily king and of course i am cecily king i have a near and dear friend on the phone well on the podcast with me justice jones
1: hey how's it going thanks for having me i'm so excited about
0: this (laughs) i'm excited too i feel like you're always in charlotte and i never actually get to see you (laughs)
1: right i mean yeah i need to go there more i cover it for work so i really need to do i really need to come a lot more <laughs> uh, it's a cool town i like it a lot actually
0: mm-hmm. so the previous episode i was talking to my friend Ra and we were discussing education on the spectrum when it comes to like children that are k-12 and even preschool and it actually made me think about education on the spectrum when it came to blacks on a university college level and I know you went to University of Nebraska mm-hmm. even though I can't stay in that school but that's because <laughs> I went to Penn State <laughs> <laughs> so I just wanted to talk about it and talk about like our experiences
1: yeah yeah um, you know it's, it, it's- definitely an interesting experience uh, i i sometimes when i look back now i'm always like why did i do that <laughs> you know but um no yeah it was you know it, it's you know going to a pwi and a predominantly caucasian state <laughs> has been very interesting <laughs> you learn a lot <laughs> that, that's mm-hmm. for sure <laughs> that is, that's a hundred
0: percent for sure so what made you choose? Because right? Howard was right there. And then we had so many different unique schools in Virginia that were also HBCUs, including Maryland, which is also right up the street as well.
1: Yeah, you know, I i actually, I actually ask this question myself all the time. Um, you know, I think for me, it was, you know, going to a school that had everything um and i think at the time when i was looking at schools you know i did i guess i didn't really have a clear picture of what everything was you know for me it was like i wanted to go to a school that was you know of course good on academics but then also you know had you know all the amazing facilities and you know had the you know the big football games on saturdays and you know, this, that, that full college experience that you, you kind of see on TV or you hear about, um, and whatnot. And so it, it, you know, at the time, you know, especially being 17, um, in my eyes, it had the total package, um, you know, but at the same time, um, you know, being an adult now, I, you know, and, there, there was a lot of things that it was missing, you know, for, you know, uh, a, a developing, you know, black man. Um, and so that I think that was, you know, some of the harder parts to it as well. You know, I got a great ed- education and the opportunities that I had, you know, just by going to that school, you know, through internships and, you know, things like that were amazing. But um, I definitely look back at it and it's like, wow, like, you know, it didn't truly have, you know, everything that I thought it had at the time.
0: Mm -hmm. I know for me I was a stubborn little kid (laughs) I was like okay I did apply to Howard I applied to A&T and actually applied to a lot of HBCUs and I got into them but the problem wasn't getting into the schools I think the problem for me was is it going to be encompassing for everything I want to do also i had an older friend who went to Howard himself and he was drowning in student loans and i didn't recognize that that was for all schools plus Mm -hmm. i didn't want to stay home and also help with like house responsibilities Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so when i chose Penn State because i really originally wasn't going to apply to Penn State our friend Eric who had applied to Penn State also applied to Embry-Riddle I was like, OK, I'll just apply to Penn State because you applied to Penn State until I recognized that they had the biggest networking system mm-hmm. in all of the world. And mm-hmm. that's what really made me say, oh, OK, number one in networking. Cool. Because I was thinking long in advance, not a, oh, I didn't want to go to a pro-black school because I applied to like HBCUs. It was mm-hmm. just different from my perspective.
1: Mm hmm. Yeah, I, I, so it was interesting for me. So I actually didn't apply to a single HBCU. Um, I toured, uh, I think sophomore year of high school, I toured VSU. Uh, and then of course, uh, you know, for Howard, for me, I, I grew up on Howard's campus, basically. I mean, my mom went to Howard, um, my mentor went to Howard, Um, you know, I have a huge Howard network and I, I think growing up in it, it was one of those things where it was kind of expected that I would apply there and I would go, but then also as you know, getting older and everything, um, learning so much more about Howard in terms of just like you know, the facilities and the issues that were going on there. And, and it was just one of those things where I couldn't bring myself to do it. Yeah. Um, you know, because you hear those stories, you hear how great of an institution it is to go and how wonderful it is. And I, I sometimes wish I, I still, you know, did it, went through the trenches that are Howard, but then also the good things that are Howard. But then at the same time, you know, touring all these other schools and touring, especially, you know, like Nebraska and seeing like these wonderful facilities and, you know, updated dorms and, you know, all these different things that was just like, wow, like, I could go to school and be comfortable. (laughs) Like, I don't have to, I don't have to go to school and deal with, you know, a lot of the craziness that you hear um, that goes into it. Um, But then, of course, too, then you you start to see and meet people as you get older that had that had gone to HBCUs and you're like, Mm Wow, I really wish I did have that experience, you know, um, You because know, the culture is so different uh, and everything. And, you know, don't get me wrong, like, you know, Nebraska had a little bit of the culture, but, you know, when the university is 2.5% black, you don't get much of it. <laughs> like, you don't get much at all. <laughs> like, there, there's, you know, you're, you know, and, and some of the little things too. Like, I just remember my first, it took me three years to find even like the simplest thing, like a barber like like the struggle is so real out there because it's just you know you're in a you're in a place where like you know you're very small on the list of you know people that truly matter um, and everything so yeah it was yeah it's interesting that uh yeah that i didn't even uh, didn't even apply to one
0: you know what's crazy when i first went to penn state i went to a satellite campus so i went to the pittsburgh campus which was deemed what we deemed ourselves as the Black Penn State. And mm-hmm. the crazy thing was like, your experiences might be different from mine because the girls in the dorm room would be able to do my hair. Mm-hmm. And I, we could talk about different things because there were people from Philly, there were people from Pittsburgh, people from New York, and then of course, people from DC. And we just grew to cultivate each other. But when we got to the main campus, unless you already knew that there was a Paul Robeson cultural center, you didn't see black people. Mm-hmm. And it sucks because you shouldn't feel like you had to go find black people. Even now, you can even say it in Charlotte because Charlotte is in the midst of gentrification itself. But I know, and it sounds so crazy, that like if you can't deal with all the ethnicities, including when it comes to white people, like university, how are you going to be able to deal with it when you get to college? I mean, to real life, even though it, for me, it did sound nice to go to school with all black people.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, I definitely, yeah, I feel you on that. I think another big thing too was, you know, for some reason, I, I don't know why, but like I you know, should have taken more advantage, more advantage of, you know, some of the things that were put into place. Like we had the, you know, the Jackie gone uh, Multicultural Center, which, um, you know, that had every, you know, every single, you know, ethnic group on campus was there, you know, for, you know, clubs, activities, studying, things like that. And honestly, like that itself, you know, was such a good network of people, and you know, being on campus and stuff like that, it was just one of those things where, like, you know, you ne- like if you didn't take full advantage of it, then you really did feel like you were, you know, the only person there, like having classes, especially because you do have classes where you could be the only black person in it. That was kind of like that sex, that uh, safety net. And I know like for me, like I never took really full advantage as much as I should. Um, And, you know, that could have probably changed my entire experience right there, having, you know, a core group of people that are also dealing with, you know, so many challenges of being at a PWI um, as well to get through it, you know, together and everything.
0: So, did you feel like you had to join a black org or a black Greek? Because I know you're not in a Divine Nine or any other black Greeks. Mm -hmm. But did you feel compelled to do it, especially being at Nebraska?
1: Um. Yeah. I. So I. I honestly. I screwed up on that part because I was so excited to get involved in college that I ended up joining, you know, a predominantly white, like traditional fraternity, um in IFC. And, you know, uh if I could do it all over again, <laughs> I probably would not have done that. And I probably would have looked into, you know, more of a Divine Nine or joining joining a Black Greek Orc. Um, you know, uh And even now I I ended up dropping my fraternity um, and there's even times now where I've considered looking at uh, alumni chapters of uh, black Greek orgs as well, just Mm -hmm. to still have that network, that connection. Um, I've even looked at, you know, other organizations like, you know, Masons and things, uh, Freemasons and everything like that as well. um, Because, you know, I, I miss that important part. Um, It's very small at Nebraska as well. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of things that come into play with that where, um, of course, you know, not to say who I was look, leaning towards, but, you know, the org that I would have pursued or wanted to pursue if I were to pursue that wasn't on campus as well. So yeah. your, your options are very limited. Um, and, and that, that essence also, but, um, you know, I, I do see that on campus a lot. I, I see a lot of other students feeling the necessity to join just to still, you know, they're still getting that experience and they're still, you know, building those networks um, and everything. Um, and it's it's just still, you know, a very smaller network, but it does take them, you know, farther places. And of course, being in a state like Nebraska, um, they're able to connect with other orgs as well at the other universities. So it becomes this kind of one, you know, collaborative You know, family, even with some of the other smaller universities around the state.
0: Yeah, I totally get you on that. I remember that you just said what? That there was only 2.5% of the student demographic was what? Black people?
1: Yeah, and that's including athletes.
0: That's including athletes. Wow. Mm -hmm. Do you, I know I went through this, but did you have to deal with any racial tensions while going to?
1: your university oh a hundred percent yeah oh my gosh yes um yeah like it i mean there there was so much uh we had you know incidents on campus where people were like you know chalking the n-word on the sidewalk like right by the multicultural center um we had you know you know going to the bars and things like that people just dropping things left and right um I mean there's a lot of stuff I got I got put in a group chat of a different fraternity once where some some kid was like you know they had a dream that you know they and they called me the n-word and was like that I was I brought like fried chicken to their chapter meeting
0: what
1: oh yeah (laughs) like You know like craziness um you, you deal with that you deal with you know we I had to take uh what's my sophomore my sophomore junior year I had to take it was a multicultural education class um I just needed it for credit but like every person that's supposed to become a teacher has to take this class um and I remember like being in this class and listening to people just like, well, I don't understand why I need to learn how to do this or that because I plan on teaching in a small town and I'm not going to have really many students from other cultures, you know, like like craziness, like craziness like that. Um, You know, people being shocked at like intellect when you're, you know, speaking in a class or you're talking to a stranger. Um, Yeah, there was a lot of stuff. Um, I think also even, you know, through the university, there was also just things that, like, I felt like the university did, but didn't notice that they were doing. Like, for example, like, I was a campus tour guide. And if there was, like, a student of color coming to tour, like, they were instantly pairing them with me. Like, regardless of major, regardless of interest, whatever, it was always, you know, we have this student. Can you, like, and this person happens to be of color. Like, we need you to give this tour. And, like, I did it
0: quick question do you feel like that was more like in the case like they would feel more comfortable or because you were just the dare i say token black guy
1: so I, i think it was a combination of both um and i think you know but it also shows that you know there was lack of diversity even in the tour guides i think like they wanted them to feel comfortable because they know that we are we have this we had this such small percentage of, you know, multicultural students on campus. But at the same time, it also always felt like they were trying to hide the fact that it was that issue by being like, here's another person of color that goes to school here. (laughs) You know, (laughs) they're going to be giving your tour because you know, if you see a person of color like Sometimes you're not really gonna ask and be like, so, you know, tell me the truth, what's it really like? You're just like, oh, they have black people here, cool. You know, um, granted though, being on campus, you're giving a tour or you're on a tour, you count like five people that you liked. um So, but yeah, you know, there was just so many little things and, you know, there was so, so many things that people just didn't understand, like, you know, life-wise, like. Um, I have friends to this day where, you know, some of them have become some of my good friends, but even, you know, meeting them freshman year where they're like, I've never met a black person in my life. (laughs) And you're Mm -hmm. like, you're, you're just like astonished. You're like, wow. But then again, you remember like, oh yeah, you're from small town, Nebraska. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. that's actually pretty possible, you know? Um, and so then like, they're still, you know they have these different thoughts and ideas of what you know they think they know and everything as well so yeah it, you know you you get a little bit of it um and sometimes you get a lot of it
0: yeah. do you feel like it would have been different for us per se if we would have went to like school in the city because i don't think that the racial tensions would have been as high it probably would have been microaggressions mm-hmm. <laughs> uh but not as dire as seeing the third on a, a safe haven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so
1: I think so. I, I think, you know, city schools sort of have a little bit of an advantage um, because it's such a melting pot, you know? Like, yes, you're going to get those people from other places that, you know, that's just how they are even in some people that grow up in cities where you know that's just how they are you're gonna deal with a lot of those microaggressions and everything but i feel like also it's a little bit more diverse at a lot of city schools i feel like um you know people are a lot more open to learn and understand um a little bit more at you know city schools and of of course too like you know for you're you're like also are surrounded by a lot more people where, you know, there's an understanding that like stuff like that just can't happen or things will pop off because you know, that <laughs> you know, like that, like that, that's just how it is at a lot of these city schools. But, um, no, I definitely think, you know, the experiences are different. Um, you know, I think you learn a lot, a lot more, um, uh, and such. Uh, and those, those essences.
0: Okay. So, do you not regret? Well, do you regret not going to an HBCU?
1: Um. Whew. Yeah, I think I do now. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> I really, I really think I do, and I think you know, i I'm starting to feel like there's this just movement now, especially with like Gen Z. Where I'm seeing so many more like young black students wanting to go to HBCUs and, you know, wanting to attend HBCUs um, compared to like what I feel like when we were like in high school and growing up. Like, I I feel like, you know, yeah, there are people that were still going to HBCUs and stuff like that, but it was never as like just huge. It was just kind of like, you know, that's just something that you might do um compared to now where it's like you know all on social media and you know even on like i mean not to mention tiktok but even on tiktok like seeing like all these like incoming students celebrating that they're going to hbcus and being excited and then you know howard picking up a top five commit you know that's in basketball that's you know proud to go to hbcu i feel like now and, and I think, too, what's really happening is that there has been so much tension and so many issues on these traditional PWI campuses where, you know, they're starting to become uncomfortable. They're starting to people are starting to feel a little bit more unsafe um, and not getting the necessary resources, whether it's, you know, being on the same playing field as at, for academics, you know, mental health. Safety, all that stuff that you know, people of color aren't getting at these institutions anymore, and so you know that's driving them to go to an HBCU. And um, you know, there's 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 definitely times where like I I wish I would have applied, I wish I would have done more research, I wish I would have you know toured more HBCUs, um, and even which I would have gone to one. Um, I you know I think my my network in life would have been a hundred percent different. Yeah. Um, I think i would have had even a more better outlook on you know who i am as a black male um as i'm trying to figure out you know this whole life in my 20s um and all that stuff as well and then just being surrounded by you know other people like me would have definitely played a different outcome so yeah yeah i definitely do um you know looking at grad schools and things like that now you know my goal is to hopefully still try to get that experience in some capacity or if i decide to ever just get another degree you know maybe you know still go go through that capacity of course doing it as an adult would be a little bit different because i wouldn't necessarily be on campus but you know still having that experience and just being around that experience is still you know some of it would still be nice to have
0: yeah of course you know it sounds so crazy i can say that i regret giving my money to penn state and mm-hmm. i rather it had gone to an HBCU. I can mm-hmm. say that the culture would have been different for me. And there are certain things that I wouldn't have gone through when it comes to comparisons of an HBCU versus a PWI. Mm-hmm. But I can truly say, and I think I have to stick by the statement, that I'm happy I went to Penn State. Because mm-hmm. there were certain things that I wouldn't have learned by staying in the D.C. area mm-hmm. and even by going to HBCU. Now, like, when it comes to grad school, I can gladly say I'm figuring again looking at HBCUs. But mm-hmm. then I also have to consider what school is going to be best for me, what's going to be the cheapest, and what's going to give me the best education. Mm-hmm. And that's with everything. It doesn't neglect the fact that majority of my friends are. Like, mm-hmm. But I feel like me going to a PWI versus an HBCU shouldn't question my blackness or whether or not I'm for my black community.
1: hmm yeah. I think one thing too, though, Nebraska, at the end of the day, Nebraska did teach me that, you know, not everyone's going to like you. <laughs> like, and like, but like, not like they, like out of all the places, like, because honestly, like we really did grow up in a bubble. You know, mm-hmm. we, we grew up in a melting pot where there were so many different cultures. There were so many different experiences. We were so we were exposed to so many different people that, you know, it was easy for it, it and it is easy for us to adapt. And I think that that part was like, you know, the biggest shock to me was like moving somewhere where you're like, where you're, you know, hearing that, like, not everyone's gonna like you. And sometimes it's literally just gonna be because of how you look. Mm-hmm. And then that just being a sticker shock. Like, like you're just like, wait, what, people are actually racist? And like, you're like, wait, what? Like, people can actually be this ignorant? Like, I think that that's one thing I am grateful for going is that it did open my eyes to so much. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Granted, like, it was harder having that support there. You know, I remember calling back here to my aunt sometimes being like, I just got called the N-word today. I don't know what to do, <laughs> like, 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 do I act out on this? Like, <laughs> like, like, what, like, what is this, you know, like, things like that. And like, so that, that is one thing I am grateful for though, that it did, you know, it did teach me to be stronger and start to realize that, you know, I am gonna have to work a little bit harder yeah. And, and, you know, and all that stuff. So I am grateful for that because, you know, I, I do feel like, you know, y- you're right. Those experiences would have been a 100% different at an HBCU and stuff. And so, you know, if I would have gone to an HBCU and not have been exposed to that and gotten exposed to it, you know, in my my adult life, then, you know, that would be such a different, you know, thing to have to adapt and cope with and everything.
0: Yeah. Cause like I would hear, well, let me start with this story. I remember there was one time my father told me where my grandmother was actually in Alexandria and there was this car of like white boy teenagers that threw trash at her and called her trash. Ooh. So, mm-hmm, I know right there in DC metropolitan area. So to hear that, I was like, okay, there is racism in like a public vicinity and it wouldn't matter where I go but I never really had to deal with it myself until one day because I didn't have a car Mm -hmm. I was walking from my campus to an apartment of mine that I just had gotten and there was again it was weird and eerie how it happened but there was a truck full of white men that were following me while I was walking and it wasn't like a regular like streetway, but just a of, you know, the gravel, stone roads that people tell you about. Like you would imagine cotton would just appear out of nowhere. You're like, wait, what in the world? But having that and feeling like I had to run away and then hearing about the KKK being, having a convention, it wouldn't have happened as badly as if I went to Howard. Mm-hmm. Cause I can't say it wouldn't have happened if I went to Lincoln or to another HBCU, mm-hmm. but constantly being aware of my blackness and white settings when it came to school or saying, oh yeah, I support Black Lives Matter. Oh, we accept everybody at our household. Just mm-hmm. to make me feel like better about myself instead of just acknowledging that you're a person, I'm a person too. You don't have to talk about certain issues like that. Or saying, yeah. oh, <laughs> you're, you're for a black person. <laughs> or you speak very eloquently. You know, it it was shocking to say the least.
1: Yeah. <sighs> that yeah, that that's definitely, yeah, those are definitely the ones. Um and I think too, you know, I think the biggest thing that also you know, There's all. I think there's always going to be this split in terms of just like academic like reputation, which you know. Also, I feel like when we were looking at colleges, you know, this was very prominent where it was just like if you didn't go to PWI, like you, like your the the way that you're growing in terms of matriculation and things like that, like compared to HBCU, like it it was just going to be you know such a higher, a higher skill. if you were to go to the PWI. And I think that was like something that like, I always had stuck in my head. Granted though, then you have like Spellman, Morehouse and Howard, which are up there academically, you know, but like, when you're looking at all these schools and you're, and you're listening to your peers as well, like, you know, that was always something that also, you know, stuck in the back of my head was like, okay, but like, am I going to have a better education By going to, you know, this big state school versus, you know, this HBCU. And I think that's something that honestly, too, gets, you know, stuck in our heads even at an earlier age before even looking at colleges, because that perception is even put into play when it comes to, you know, public schools where it's like, you know, oh, you're going to get this better education for going to, you know, this white school in this better neighborhood versus this inner city school. Um, And, you know, we start to look at that as well, you know, in our heads, I think all across the board, it's always like, you know, well, in order to get the best, you have to go to the best Mm -hmm. of everything. And I think that's also something that like, you know, really plays a part in when making that decision on, you know, where to go um and what you're looking at because you know you you want especially for first generation college students I feel like even more it's like you know you want to go to college you want to be the best you want to get out of you know whatever you know life situation you're in and you know if you're looking at that and these bigger schools are you know showing that they're the best that's what you're going to do
0: yeah and it's not just like discount the education at HBCU but like Mm -hmm. everyone says the money that you put into the school is the money that to be invested into these children Mm -hmm. and for me to go and say that I felt like I would have gotten a better education at Howard it's not or not it's not a dismissal to the HBCUs it's just in my opinion what I thought Mm because they have a great business program doesn't Mm -hmm. mean that I wasn't going to change it when I was there even Mm -hmm. then when like when we were all going to recruit for um internships. Of course, Penn State has a little deal with um, NBC, Comcast, but I didn't necessarily want to go that route. And while I was in the room, I was in the same room with people that went to various HBCUs. Mm -hmm. So I can't say it's the education that was any worse, but this is the idea that we have in our head that when it comes to Black, it's going to be cheaper. Mm-hmm. And it sucks because if let's say this, if every black person took their time to invest into an HBCU, they will probably be better off than if we were just like had this reputation of it itself and still did what we wanted to do.
1: Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, like, I would have easily, 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 easily gone to Howard if There, they had the facilities like that was like it was so hard looking at other schools and it was like wow like this is actually like really nice (laughs) like you know like up like updated dining halls updated you know computer labs you know all these things on top of getting an education (laughs) and then like you know hearing about the nightmares at howard you know with like Three people thrown into a dorm because of lack of housing and, you know, or, you know, administration issues and then just like things falling apart. And that was the part that like was just that that's the part that really sucked for me was like, I really wanted to go to the school. But it was like, I like, but like, (laughs) it's like (laughs) the facilities thing was like so astonishing to me because it was like, wow, like, why aren't people investing into this? You know, this is a top top three you know hbcu like this this campus should be invested in you know we, i shouldn't have to sacrifice comfortability just to have that yeah you know and so that's the that was the only thing that like really like that was like the biggest thing to me because i and i remember telling my family friends and things like that that have all that were all howard alumni which is like you know i would love to go there but like i'm like i couldn't do like <laughs> like i just couldn't do You know this campus. Like, Hmm. come on, let's put some money. And then now, even now, they're like, I mean, they're selling buildings left and right to developers in DC. Like, you know, all these things where it's like, you know, it's still just kind of sad to see. But yeah, I definitely, I definitely agree with you. And and you know, and the talent's there. You know, they're producing great students. Um, you know, wonderful students and everything. And so, um, it's like you know, the education part is there. It's like now, it's just like let's focus on. You know the campus and the experience so then you know people want to want to come in droves still you know because the name will only last so long
0: mm-hmm. and it's crazy because like if i had my manager's daughter ask me about penn state and you know i will as much as i dislike penn State, i will never have someone talk about penn state right in front of me disrespectfully but I couldn't encourage her to go to Penn State either. I would rather her had gone to a um, HBCU. And now thinking about it, I was like, even if I didn't go to that school, I don't mind investing my funds into that school so someone else can get a better education there than mm-hmm. what I thought I would have gotten. Even mm-hmm. encouraging if when and if I have children to also go, of course, go to a school that they wanna go to but try to push them towards a, a HBCU
1: yeah absolutely
0: question do you feel that your education now that you're older puts you in a better predicament than someone that did go to an HBCU
1: not at all <laughs> not a, because it's honestly and that that's the biggest thing too like I feel like you are growing up you always learn that like you have to go to a good school that good school is going to get you places and you know blah 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 and i honestly feel like now at the end of the day it doesn't matter where you went it's it's matter it it matters what you did like granted like there are some people that very much you know utilize their alumni networks and you know if there's people applying to places you know and and there's heavy alumni base you know maybe their chances are high but you know it really is based off of your experience and what you know and who you know i personally interned better than i did go to class at all like i i did like i, I 100% did i I would have rather been doing internships, so I did. I was always doing an internship than actually being in physical class. Because at the end of the day, then when I was competing with other people for these jobs that were like, we want two years, three years experience, I had internships right off the get-go, so my resume was stacked. Um, And so, yeah, I think it's, 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 you know, based off of experience uh, for sure. And it's based off of like what you're doing to stack yourself out and make your, and make yourself, you know, stick out and look better um, than other people that you're competing with with jobs. Um, and I could have done that anywhere. You know, I could have gone to, you know, George Mason and probably would have still done the same thing um, <laughs> or like, you know, like any other school. So um, it, it took me a bit to get that into my head um you know I learned that when I became uh like a junior sophomore or yeah junior senior where it was like why am I stretching <laughs> like over all this like I have the experience um and everything I think by that time too that's when I was a t- uh that's when I was uh interning for Adidas and yeah. so I'm kind of, I kind of hit that point where I was like okay I'm interning for Adidas now like clearly like I'm doing something right (laughs) like I was like I'm clearly doing something so yeah no I definitely I definitely think it doesn't matter where you you go I think it's you know it matters to the work you put in it matters um, you know on you know the work you do the people you meet and all of that stuff yeah
0: well I don't have any more questions cool so any last words
1: um you know i think you know for any advice to anybody that's probably listening to this that that's still making those decisions and stuff you know i think definitely doing the research um if i could go back and do it all over again i would have done my research 10 times harder uh i would have um you know, definitely taking more tours <laughs> to like, <laughs> I mean, granted it's COVID, so no one's taking campus tours right now, but yeah. like, you know, take more tours and and definitely do your research and, you know, learn a lot more about what you can about each individual campus. And, you know, don't be afraid to ask those hard questions. Um, I think we often, you know, get too scared to actually ask, you know, the real questions like, you know, how does it feel to be a person of color on this campus and what are some of the experiences, you know, or, you know, how does it feel being on a predominantly black campus? Like asking those real questions and making sure that you are getting the best experience that works for you. So then that way, in the near future, there isn't any ounce of regret, um, you know, and you can truly be happy with your decision. Um, But yeah, other than that, um, I, I think, you know, I can't wait to see what happens with HBCUs in the future. Um, like I said, I think there's this movement right now that's happening with Gen Z. And I am I really do feel like, you know, a, we will start to see HBCUs like at the top here, you know, in the next like 10 years.
0: Of course, of course. Well, thank you so much, Justice.
1: Of course. Thanks for having me
0: you let's go out and get something to eat when you come down or I go up to DC which should be in yes. a couple weeks don't quote me
1: because <laughs> yeah, you know I will check in I'm <laughs> I will be like yo uh, you said you'd be here in a couple weeks where you at <laughs> no yes yes we definitely we definitely need to get together soon I miss you um, I know I hopefully will be on another Charlotte trip for work soon I don't know because coronavirus we have the
0: plan Um, 10 year reunion
1: oh oh, can we talk about that off the record I have some some things that need to be said (laughs) (laughs) I have some things because I am very confused as to what is going on right now (laughs) I got a lot of things that need to be said about that well let's
0: plug out thank you y'all for listening it's been wonderful and I'm going to call you. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> good. <laughs>